Welcome everyone to the Warrior 5 Podcast. Just us for today. Bryce has a day off due to load management. Got two shout-outs before we start this podcast. First shout-out is our one of our hot mics, Brady. Just had a birthday. Shout-out to Brady. Turning, was it 13? Mm-hmm. Somewhere around there. Just finally done with his pacifier years, so congrats to him. Uh, no, you're 21, right? 22? 22. 22. I don't know about you. I'm feeling 22. And also, shout out Tyler Brody. Uh, I know you're probably listening to this podcast, man. Thank you for all your support. Uh, keep us keep us going, man, all the way from Omaha. Appreciate it, man. Getting into the NFL, how did we how did we do in our picks, Brady? Well, let me open up this spreadsheet that I got going. Uh, we all did pretty good this week. Not gonna lie, we got Logan coming in at three and three. I also came in at three and three. And then we got Mitch and Cash at four and two, and Bryce. The leader of this week at five and one. And I know Bryce isn't here, but he did want to point out that he said that Russ and DK were going to have two touchdowns. Russ and DK had two touchdowns. Bryce was pretty on with his picks this week. Yep. And that leads to the standings, which Logan is leading at eight and four. Me and Mitch are both tied at uh, seven and five. Bryce at six and six. And after a great week, Cash is at the bottom at four and eight. <laughs> Let's go! Comeback is coming right now. Uh, doubt. I doubt it. I mean, you know. Hey, but everybody doubted me on the Miami Dolphins. <sighs> yeah, uh, I knew we weren't going to hear the end of that one, that's for sure. Hey, Tula didn't have a great day, but that defense showed up, and Jared Goff showed what he always is, an interception machine. He had four turnovers, three, two fumbles and two picks, I believe, right? Yeah, and um, one was for a touchdown, and... Tula also got hit right away with that fumble, but after that, he didn't have any bad plays, but he wasn't great at all. No, and they also had a, a punt return. Yes, they had a too. punt return, too. So yeah. they did everything but really on offense. They had that one touchdown score that Tula had, but that's about it. And Miles Gaskin had a touchdown run. So the Dolphins accounted for 14 points. So if you take away their defense and special teams, the Rams won. So you can't give any credit of that win to Tua in the offense. You give it straight to the defense. 93 yards is terrible. He was 12 for 22 for 93 yards and a fumble and a touchdown. Hey, the giant, uh, Miami Dolphins showed they're just like the Bears. You're just you lucky need... the Rams' offense is terrible. Hey. <laughs> they're awful. They won the game, didn't they? And I, I think... It's still awful. And I pointed out earlier that their Miami's defense was... And just in stats-wise, was basically comparable to the Rams. And no, everybody didn't want to look at the stats. No, I okay, so I did agree with you on the, the, the stat part. I think this needs to be a stepping stone for Tua. Like, obviously, he needs to play better. Play better. Like, this is his welcome to the NFL moment. He had a game to forget about. Now, if he comes in now with the weeks after and plays – to where he holds himself, you know, Alabama pre-injury, then I'm definitely with you. I'll, be, I'll start picking Miami a little bit more. I, I just had to see – I have to see the offense play a complete game before I can trust it. Well, I also heard this from um, a couple of sources that Tula – they're playing Tula this year to try to see if they need to get their quarterback in this upcoming draft, like how Arizona did it when they first did – Josh Rosen, and then went the... Rosen's so dirty. Oh, my gosh. But people are saying Miami's setting up for the same thing. So if Tula does bad, they have Texans' top five pick this year. Or you have the guy that led you to three and three. Yeah, but that guy is also, well, 37 years old. Yeah, he, he won't, he he won't got be in the NFL wins. much longer. Yeah, but we're talking about the future here. We're not talking about the present. Well, I'm just saying. Because... The the coach for Miami is only is going for his next contract, so he needs to show something for the long term, not the short term. Because anything in the short term is not going to last with Ryan Fitzpatrick. How is he playing for his next contract? He's got his best player is probably Tua, which is sad. I don't I don't yeah, think Kyle so. Kyle Van Noy and Byron Jones. I did forget about them. They he still has, he has Devontae nothing. Parker. Who has done a whole lot this year. A whole lot. He had a whole one reception for three yards. Granted, it was for a touchdown, but still. 
We're talking about with Tua having a bad game, so how you can blame the wide receiver on that, really? I mean, hey, that's a lot of yards when there's only 93 yards thrown. <laughs> Four and a half percent, something like that. It's, it's still the fact in this game that Jared Goff had to throw the ball 61 times against the Dolphins. That is garbage. I don't see how this Rams team. The Dolphins have a years great, ago was a, a Super Bowl team. They got a good run, run defense. And if you play from behind, you good have to run throw defense. The, ball. the the Rams rushed for almost 150 yards. Yeah, but they statistically before that game they were a good run defense. And if you have to throw the ball all the time, that's because you're behind. That's why Jared Goff had to throw. Jared Goff put them in that situation, so they had to keep throwing. Yeah. I think the Rams need to go after a quarterback in this draft. The Rams that's because they, they paid him so much. Defense. Why don't we talk about the number one rush defense and how they got thrashed on Monday night? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't get how – I mean, let's talk about – how bad of a quarterback Daniel Jones is. If he hits on, if you have any competent quarterback who can just hit any throw that his wide receivers did double moves and burnt. I don't know who this dude Dean is from Tampa Bay, but he was burnt. By you just had to do a double play. move on him every time. He just bit on the double, double move every time. Wide open. And was that the Daniel one that was Jones like 15 yards long? Six yards. It was, it was just yeah, awful. Yeah, he, he, Daniel Jones did not hit it open was, receivers there was, very often. There was about seven, seven deep balls. Like, both of his interceptions should have been touchdowns, but he moved off his first receiver too quick, and then all of a sudden I'm going down. Instead of throwing the ball out of bounds, I'm going to try and make this dumb play and threw two interceptions, which cost him the game. They should have won that game. Bucks should not feel good about that. No, that win at all. Because let's be honest, that was a pass interference on that two point conversion. I I feel like it was. Yeah, it's very questionable. I mean, I feel like he was definitely there a little too early. Just yeah. But I mean, you, like Logan said, you can't put yourself in the position to have to go for two when the game ends when mm-hmm. you could have played at average. And, and had a seven-point lead at that point. What the Giants... They could have gone into half at 28-6, to six, is what they should, the halftime score should have been. Yeah, but for Daniel Jones to be good, they put a graphic on the screen. When he had two and a half seconds or less, or when he was throwing the ball in two and a half seconds or less, I think he was like six of eight, yeah, or he was almost 100 with... yards. And he has when he has more than two and a half seconds, he's like he was like one for fifteen. In the beginning of the game, that's what they, that's how they move the ball so fast is they did little. Just need to get it out of his hands quick because his line isn't set up enough to. Yeah, and he had a couple of questionable yeah. throws in the beginning too because all their corners were sitting on the short routes and he fed a couple in there that could have been picked early. And I know what they were thinking is to throw it dink and dump to start, and then hit a receiver deep on a double move, which is what they tried to do. But when Daniel Jones can't hit that, you're you're stuck. You're you can't throw it deep. You're only throwing it short, and the defense knows that. So, I mean, credit Tampa for getting those two two key picks. But huge props for Giants even being in the game at all. Because I thought they were going to get destroyed really before that game started. I th- I think uh, it's a little more of the Bucks looking forward to the Saints. Yeah, and and I think this year in in. That's what everybody's doing. And looking at it, a lot of people are looking forward, but this Bucks team's overhyped a lot. Oh, a lot. Their defense is good, and their defense is going to keep them in most games, but... Their offense just doesn't stay healthy enough. Well, I think they're going to be a, a one-playoff game out. Oh, yeah, like a one-and-done in the playoffs? Yeah. They and definitely the, could be. Unless they somehow get the one seed and go against the NFC East. That That's far-fetched, but I mean... I don't see this Buccaneers team getting a yeah, one seed the in the thing, NFC. Though, if they, Cash, if they get the one seed, they get that by the NFC East is going to be gone by then because the wild card team's going to oh, yeah. beat them out. Yeah, I I would hope. But I I and, and I just meant like if they will probably be the Cardinals or the Rams. Yeah. And yeah, but like I, I okay, but or the Bears instead of saying a bye. 
let's just say they go against NFC East first round. That's what I'm saying. Uh, if they weren't to get a bye. So that means yeah. you're going to get second place. Which they definitely very well could. I, I don't think you get what how the playoffs work. Well, it's different they this make, year. If they win the NFC South, then they would still not play the NFC East. They would have to get a wild card to play the NFC East. Because yeah. whoever, yeah, it, because the NFC East is still going to be a division winner. Will have a home game against a wild card team. Oh yeah, I forgot they didn't change that rule. Since they they switched it up this year, so I thought they I can't remember if they changed that or not. It's all good. It's all good. There were some other good games in the NFL as well. Uh, the the Thursday night game, Rainfest, Atlanta uh, etching out Carolina twenty five to seventeen, and. Uh, my Broncos, <laughs> hey, look Come good back. against bad teams, baby. Uh, Come back to beat the Chargers, thirty-one to thirty. You're lucky the Bryce man's on load management, or else we'd be fighting in there. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chargers a bad team, huh? Well, I mean, they only got two or three wins. They two. got a rookie of the year candidate on their team. Huh? They do. I mean, in credit to to Herbert, he played really well. They just they're. Well, when they're shipping out their best players, it's going to happen. Well, they're, and then they're, they get up by so much, and they have four 16-point points. When you let the Broncos score 21 points in the fourth quarter. And not, not saying that the Broncos are bad. Oh, the, but we, when, you, when you no, let any get, team no, the gonna, win. The Broncos like didn't that. have 100 yards of offense at halftime. It was awful. It was the, the offense couldn't move the ball. We were abysmal. And second half, they couldn't stop it. After Philip Lindsay broke a 55-yard touchdown run, it was downhill from there for the Chargers. Another disappointing game. My Bears lost another close one. And in the process... They lost a fight. (laughs) No, they won the fight. They lost the war. Yeah, Wims, the play, uh, the the drive before the hand, that cornerback... uh, Still, took nothing, out his mouthpiece. Nothing justifies giving an old one-two punch. No, nothing justifies it, but this corner has basically history of doing this exact same thing. Okay. That stuff you do to so, get under so people's what... skin. And you it doesn't mean you come up and go, hey, I'm going to rip your chain, I'm going to give you a one-two. Well, you, I, I'm also, still saying it was wrong. Also, I would have been okay with it. Well, not okay with it. It would have been more, like, logical, mind-boggling. Yeah. If it wasn't a whole series later, like he sat on the bench for eleven minutes, thinking about what I'm gonna do, thinking about, hey, I'm gonna hit this dude. Then they had I'm a. I'm gonna do exactly what he did. I'm gonna rip his mouthpiece off, and then I'm gonna. Bye, bye. Hey, credit credit the twenty two for just taking him and just be like, what are you doing right now? And having his teammates hey, back him up, it was it was quite comical to see him just take those two punches. And just be like, okay. It's going to be a real... pretty scared after the first one, it looked like. Like he was going to get hit. Yeah, he flinched oh, a he, little bit there. He backed, he backed away quick, boy. But it's going to be a real struggle for the Bears here because they lost another backup uh, offensive lineman to Coven. Yeah, and they still have Nick Foles at quarterback. Well, with, and did you hear Trubisky got Trubisky. hurt? Yep. The one play that he was in on, that was Sunday afternoon. Yeah. The one play he was in, he I don't know what happened, but I was hearing it on the radio today that he has uh, shoulder damage, and they are they fear it could be structural. But so that could be big. The yes, thing is, it's, I think it's the like same shoulder that he injured last year. When he got tackled and kind of like, mm-hmm. didn't he separate it on that one? I believe so, but, geez. Because everything, Trisky got worse after that injury. He wasn't great beforehand. But he got even worse after. Like, he started running the ball less just because of it. I thought he was just afraid maybe... to take a hit. Like yeah, that's him. what I thought was happening. But, like, now we have Nick Foles, and he's kind of struggled lately, but he has no offensive line. Where We have no run game because the offensive line getting no push. We're just not, not a good team. Not, not great on offense. I like other areas. 
Well, going from a team that's not great on offense to a team that is explosive on offense. Kansas City handles the Jets 35-9. to They were dancing. They were getting hyped up Patrick on defense. for MVP, baby. Five touchdowns? You can't say that after the Jets. It's the dang Jets. He just, I mean, he just did. I mean, I take did. take out yeah. what he what he's done against the Jets, and he's still got a good year. Yeah, just saying. We can have this conversation at the end of the year. No, oh, and I I guarantee we will. I guarantee we will. <laughs> uh, kind of a uh, shocker to some, Detroit after putting together some good games gets almost doubled up on by the Colts, forty one twenty one, and Cincinnati. Kind of limiting this this Tennessee offense. Joey Burrow came to play 31 to 20 for that final there. And kind of a snoozer, more of a field goal game. Uh, the Raiders handle Cleveland 16 to six, and that Baltimore Pittsburgh game. Whew, that was a good one to watch. Logan, I know you and I talked about that last uh, last series there, and we felt like Baltimore could have handled that a little bit differently, uh, but still. You know, credit the Steelers for coming out and getting that that win. Made Lamar look a little sluggish at the at the start, and you know they just scored enough points for to hold on for the victory. NFL's figured him out, man. I mean, the guy can't throw the ball. His wide receivers are throwing shots on Twitter at him. Really? After every game, it's you didn't see that. No, I did not. Uh, Hollywood Brown said, uh, "What's the point of having soldiers if you're not uh, going to put them in the fight?" The oh, tweet has since been deleted. I, I thought he was talking. I thought he was throwing the shots at Harbaugh. I didn't think they were going towards Lamar's way. I mean, that, whatever you want to say. That's kind of what I I felt. Lamar. I would say it's at Lamar because even when they do pass plays, the dude's taken off quick. Yeah, he's, doesn't get through he's not in... one or two progressions before he's gone. Because he's a run first I mean, quarterback. I'm, I don't care. Yeah, it's not it's not I the mean, way to go. No, I'm not saying so, I'm not justifying then, his reason for running. You, how about you go be a running back then if you're running quarterback? Well, you can't. Really, he's not doing terrible. He's like 12 touchdowns, four interceptions, passing this year with 60 percent completion. That's not terrible numbers compared to everybody else it's right now. Yeah. He's still a top 15 quarterback. The man. He's had a definite decline from last year. Yeah, that's true because the system that they run wasn't going to last because they they were severely a run-first team. They had like almost 7,000 yards of total rushing offense last year. Logan, what do you got to say about that? <laughs> do you have anything um, to say about that? Okay, well, that's not going to win games, as we can see. Well, Lamar's has... good teams, guess what? He doesn't win. Yeah, but that's... One in six against, in big games is what they called it, 23-1 in in every other game. Yeah, you can say that about a lot of NFL quarterbacks, though. Like, heck, Andy Dalton... Okay, but I'm not... But if you're going to be the league MVP, you got to be better. Yeah, but... I mean, obviously coming off of his MVP season, he has declined a little bit. And and it's not maybe he hasn't declined, but how kind of Logan touched at it, the league's kind of figured him out. Well, he was already figured out before his MVP season, because every playoff game he's played, he's played terribly. It's just now it's finally like going over to the regular season more in big games. Has he only played one playoff game? No, he's played in two. He's played uh he uh, played his first year too because he went in for Joe Flacco and they went on that huge win streak, and they went in and they lost that playoff game. Oh, they lost against the Chargers that year, wasn't it? Yeah, the Chargers. Yeah, the twelve and four Chargers that year. Uh, I mean, I thought he, I thought it was one of those Patrick Mahomes and Alex Smith situations where mm-hmm. Mahomes just went like it was inevitable that like Mahomes and Lamar were going to take over. But I thought it was just like that was last no. game. No, I just can't remember that far, obviously. Yeah, I. I... But that last throw from Lamar on Sunday, that's. As a wider as that wide receiver, I'd be like, dude, what are you doing throwing me up like that? Well, not only that, but hanging like, out to dry there. How Logan says like he doesn't go through his progressions. It was the third down play before they ran it on fourth down and then the Steelers ended up um taking time off the clock and then they ended up getting the ball back to Baltimore. But that drive when you're in the red zone, 
you have two options at like quick check downs. I think one was a slant. He had the guy wide open right over the middle and he scrambled out of the pocket. You dump it off to that guy. He gets you another extra yard or so. You have the first down. You can now think of plays to run. Now you can run it on first down and get hit. You don't have to try to extend the ball and fumble it. But that's not like he was doing that last year, though. Like, they were doing so much better last year because they fit exactly what Lamar did. And they had Mark Ingram healthy. They don't. Ingram hasn't been healthy all year, if, if I remember correctly. But they have one of the best backs from that last year's draft draft class in jk dobbins who he hasn't played really, really well this weekend but besides last week i don't think he's played that well because mark mark ingram because he's been behind mark ingram. but ingram's been inconsistent so yeah but still I, I, feel, I feel like in last year you'd look at the receiver numbers and you're like wow they did really well and this year his receivers are having a pretty lackluster year now why is that is that they're dropping every single pass to them or is that there's bad passes or they're not getting targeted enough well i think it's because their rushing game's not working as well i think they're still top in the league of um, rushing let me let me do yeah maybe, but, maybe not after the, me, the last game they were the ex- last game yes uh, they were so high they were so in front of everybody else last year in rushing it was ridiculous against the steelers one of the top rushing defenses they had 265 yards on the ground telling me that's not good I'm saying they were better that, overall in rushing just last that year. Lamar went 13 to 28 for 208 and two picks and two touchdowns. Yeah, he has to get rid of the turnovers, of course. But like, I'm pretty sure he fumbled in the game too. If I'm, uh, well, they they fumbled on that one fourth down conversion. He turned the weird. ball over four times this weekend. It's not going to get it done. No, it's no, not. it's not. I'm not trying to like say anything that it won't. It's not. But. Let, let's just face it: the way they run their offense is not going to win a championship. No, no, it's not. And this team doesn't. The Steelers team doesn't scare me at all after that either. When you the other team, you get the ball from the other team four times, right? Also, that other team has fifteen penalties for over a hundred and fifty-five yards, and you still only win by three. You don't scare me. I don't care if you're seven or no. I, I think I honestly think the Steelers need to move away from Big Ben. Just, Absolutely. He just hasn't been good, really. He, okay. Granted, he's taken him to 7-0, and but last game, they're lucky they got a win. He had three picks last week. They're not going to have a high draft pick, so you would have to trade everybody, trade somebody, and they already got to trade their draft well, let's picks not also, for that. Let's not say that they went against a bad defense. Like Baltimore's defense is pretty good. Yeah. Baltimore's like number one in defense. Mm. And like uh, fantasy-wise. I know like... Fantasy numbers don't mean nothing here. <laughs> But their points against are 31st in the league. Though. They they are the number one rushing yards team in the league with 178. And they're 31st in passing with 179. Yeah, so they're a run-first team. And if you let them only run... And, okay, so they're going to run every game. And they're going to run for a lot of yards. I don't care what defense you are. But for them to win... In the regular season and in the playoffs, Lamar has to have over 50% completion. Well, he's been doing that all year. For I mean, overall, statistic, not wise. Yeah. Not for every game. He has to hit. and Okay, so he, he has to make smarter plays. He has to go through his reads and progressions. And then when the play breaks down, use your legs. I'm fine with that. I mean, he he's a very mobile quarterback. But it's almost like, okay, so Michael Vick. Right, very mobile quarterback. Mm-hmm. Scrambled when he had to, but completed the ball at a very high pace. Like the, he could throw. And if you're, I mean, honestly, like those two are going to get compared a lot because their their play styles are pretty similar. And um, Vic also had like that thousand yard rushing season too. Yes. You need him to play as a dual threat quarterback. Not a single threat quarterback. Like, if he can only beat you with your legs, fine. I'll take that all the time. But if he can beat you with his legs and his arm, now we're talking MVP season. We're talking playoff bound and, and then some. Winning a couple playoff games, probably getting to the to the Super Bowl if he plays well. Because that defense is going to play good enough for them to be in every game. I really hope he would be more like Russell Wilson than Cam Newton. Because he looks more like Cam Newton 
And now, Cam, yes, yeah, yes. And Cam Newton, he's had what only like five good years, you think? Honestly, I think Cam's had that. He had the MVP season where they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And maybe the year before that, when he like started solidifying himself as a real quarterback, and ever since then, it's nothing. Yeah. yeah. Ever since, well, like Super Cam when he came out, and I think you're right. I think it was the year before the Super Bowl. And then that MVP season, like, he looked very good. And, I mean, obviously injuries and different things happen. So he's not the same. But, like, Lamar hasn't had, like, that stumble. Like, you know, he hasn't had, like, a a serious injury where his stats and stuff should fall off. They're just falling off because... He's not playing good. Yes. And he needs to play better. That's That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying he's not a good quarterback. I'm just saying that his play needs to improve if they think that they're going to win playoff games and go to the Super Bowl. I'm thinking he's the next Cam Newton. Cam could throw the ball, though. Cam just hit 30,000 yards in his career. Cam, though, only had one season over 60% completion. Hmm. Okay. Does that really matter, though? Yeah, it does. Because you were talking about Lamar Jackson's accuracy throwing the ball. Just because when Cam, like so, when when Cam did it, that was his MVP season when he completed over sixty percent of his passes. I'm not gonna sit here and compare like the offenses that they had because I mean, for most of Cam's career in Carolina, he had CMC. For I think Cam only had him for one. Oh no, they had uh, uh Stewart. Stewart. Jonathan, they had the, they had the two running back backfield. Yes. Remember, I apologize. Yeah, so the, the, so they had a solid, a, a good ru- rushing attack, and then he had Steve Smith at uh, wide receiver. At wide receiver, I think like talent wise, the Ravens are set up when healthy, are set up better than Cam Newton is, and I'm not saying that next year that. Lamar doesn't throw for over 60% completion. I'm not saying I, – I'm sure he's on pace to be close to 50% right now. He's, he's at 66.1 here's the th- right thing. Here's now. the thing. Here's the thing. I can be 66% if I'm only throwing the ball 10 yards down the field. If I'm just dumping it off to my running backs, I'm going to have a high completion percentage. But where Cam, since he had Steve Smith, could throw the ball downfield. And I would much rather trust him than I would – yeah, Lamar but then Jackson. you can like look at Patrick Mahomes, who's like the best deep throw completion guy at quarterback. Because he's got an arm. He has an absolute and, and cannon. And he has... He can throw it 45, 50 yards down the field, and it's getting there like that. Yeah, Dude but threw, like, what was it, 95 plus in high school as a baseball pitcher. Yeah, but you can't say Lamar... You can't just say, oh, if he throws it deep, then his completion doesn't matter as much. Like, you have all these good quarterbacks who can throw a good deep ball. And that's what makes them good. You got Aaron Rodgers, Cam Newton. No, not Cam Newton. I'm talking about Patrick Mahomes. Sorry. But, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I feel like we're getting on a tangent and everyone's kind of going in a different direction with this Lamar thing. Um, two quarterbacks that are playing at a high pace right now that will definitely battle for the MVP will be Russ and Patrick Mahomes. That's for sure. Uh, did we forget any... NFL games. I will add one. I, you guys probably won't like it, but don't count out Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I I think Aaron Rodgers. He has he hasn't been to the level of Russ or Pat this year, but he, just just watch out for him. He's, he's well, not only that, but I think he hasn't had I think to, he's third in line for MVP right now. He hasn't I, had a healthy lineup at receiver or running back all year either, too. So that that definitely hurts his numbers. It's been a few few years before. since he's had a healthy. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Game I did not mention um, was the the toilet bowl division. Philadelphia handles Dallas. Philly looked handles them. They, I mean, well, yeah, because Philly looked awful. But anyone, it's just can, the Cowboys are that much worse. Well, they had a third string quarterback going against yeah, Carson now, Wentz. Now they're going to have a guy from some team's practice squad this week, apparently. Well, this was this was actually their last year's uh, backup quarterback. Rush, you're talking about Cooper Rush. Yeah, he was last year's backup quarterback for Dallas Cowboys, and he, and he was brought up around from practice squad to practice squad. Yeah, but there's a chance because was there something wrong with 
didn't she? No, they did. He was just that bad? Yeah, that bad. He tried to do a Patrick Mahomes sidearm, and there was just a bunch of memes about it, about how it was just a terrible throw. Well, I mean, the, his receiver was out of bounds, and he threw it uh, in between, basically sandwiched in between two defenders. It was pretty. Tried to make something out of nothing. It, and he might try to make nothing out of nothing. Yeah, like nothing he, out of nothing. He had no no shot in completing he that pass. And there was something, and it was it was ugly. I don't Dallas. Ugh, it's going to be a long season for them. And Zeke, I mean Zeke has yet to show up. His line is very depleted, though. His if you if you're if you quote unquote are the best running back. Factual, yes. You then you give me a hundred yards. You should game. be able to do something with nothing. And you yeah, can't give me four fumbles a I mean, year. I mean, look at what Christian McCaffrey has done in the last couple of years. He really hasn't that have had that great of a line. But well, he can actually still, catch the ball. Yeah, he's he's a great receiver out of the backfield. He he's can't had, do that. He's had, what, 2,500 scrimmage yards each of the last three, four years McCaffrey has? And his line is nothing special. But you got Zeke when healthy. His line is... Almost the best in history, considering their accolades and such. Yeah, and and we'll see. And Logan kind of had a a hot take uh, coming out of San Francisco. You want to tell us a little bit about that that hot take with uh, the quarterback situation going on with the 49ers? Uh Well, I think since I believe that. Jimmy Garoppolo is done. I don't. I think he's played his last down for Shanahan. You know, high ankle sprain, probably done for the year. It's been bothering him for what four weeks, five weeks, somewhere in there. Um, well, I think since Atlanta is probably in a rebuild mode, they want to get rid of all that money that they are gonna give to uh, Matt Ryan with that terrible contract. Uh, I think that he goes to the 49ers, reunite with Kyle Shanahan. Hopefully they, you know, can do some good things. Probably, you know, hopefully not lose when they're up 28-3. Ooh, a little dig there. Uh, But I think that's what happens. I don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo gets another starting job anywhere else in the NFL. I think he's a career backup now. What about if, going off your point of Jimmy G's out in San Francisco, what about a reunion with the old Bill Belichick? Considering their quarterback issues right now in New England. It all... My my belief for the 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 Patriots is uh, somehow get the first from the gonna, Jets. I think what they do since they play the Jets twice, I I think they lose both those games. Oh, wow. And get that first pick. Wow. That I, would be... Well, and then... Bill Belichick just playing mind games with the NFL here. Belichick's playing chess, not checkers. Yes. And then hey. going off of that, I think the only team that would take Garoppolo as a starter would be New England. Because at hey, one point, hey, hey. Belichick... Consider Garoppolo their team. new What's your, franchise quarterback. The other team would be them trash bears. How did I know this was coming? Hey, you should have known. I mean, you got two quarterbacks who can't get it done. Might as well get a third. <laughs> I, I would really like um, Dak Prescott. I'm really hoping that... It's not going to happen because Jerry's... After what happened this year, Dak's going to get any... Jerry's going to give him a blank check and say, here, write what you want on it because you know how much crap Jerry's going to get from everybody in the NFL world, including the Dallas fans, obviously, about not if he was to not re-sign Dak. Here's well, you've seen the decline since Dak got injured, too. It's it, it's it's apparent that the, this team needs Dak. They need a quarterback. They yes. need a defense. What about? I believe they're going to spend that money on the defense and take Justin Fields in the, in the draft. Like I'm kind of thinking that. Like, is this like almost like a full rebuild? Almost like you get like the Oklahoma head coach, you get Justin Fields. I don't think Lincoln Riley's ever leaving. Yeah, no, yeah, Lincoln's not leaving. 
or they're going to they're, they're probably going to go with a college coach, I believe. Yeah, I don't think Mark, Mike McCarthy is not the answer. Mm-mm. He wasn't the answer from the start. No. But I mean, I, I definitely can not. see where you're yeah. going with that that take with Jimmy G being injured. You know, got to the Super Bowl last year, but getting them to the Super Bowl that was mainly relied on that defense. And and he had a lot of weapons too that were healthy. I know this year they're basically uh, the entire team is on IR. I think Shanahan realizes that, and he's like, "Hey, if I could get you know a little bit more of a mobile quarterback that's you know more of a gunslinger, we could win multiple Super Bowls if, if we stayed healthy." Prone. Yes, like last year was his only non-injury year, and I don't even know if he played all the sixteen games last year either. But that was his, like, one healthy year. Yeah, J- Jimmy G. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he's very injury-prone at a quarterback. And, you know, which is crazy because with San Francisco, he's had a great offensive line. But, like, with Belichick, he played two games and he got hurt. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, just, just because you have a good a offensive line doesn't mean you're not going to get injured, though, too. I mean, stuff does happen. They play in a division where there's – points flying around and you know the defense makes a aggressive play and all of a sudden you got a guy in the backfield and you twist your ankle the wrong way and boom you're out for six weeks and you never recover and stuff like that well you also had to deal with that jets stadium yeah that that field's awful that field is terrible going in from we were talking about possibly grabbing a college quarterback we'll talk about some college football games coming up this week there's three big key matchups uh that we kind of want to touch on yeah, two big, one not so much. Well, uh, three games are three games where they, the, each team is ranked. Uh, one of them is a little bit misleading, I think, oh, but we'll we'll check it from there. We have Florida at Georgia, Clemson at Notre Dame, which is the huge one, and then the Michigan at Indiana game. We'll find out this week if Indiana's for real, and uh, we'll find out this week if Michigan's for real, honestly, and we'll, we'll kind of go from there. Florida and Georgia – Obviously, Georgia has to win this one to stay and keep their name in the pot for the Final Four. And that Clemson-Notre Dame game, it's going to be, I think, whoever loses that game has to win out and then go to the ACC Championship and beat the team they lost to because I feel like both those teams are going to play in the ACC. And and just to be considered. I mean, I think, honestly, so let's just say for – let's say Notre Dame loses – to Clemson. And Clemson goes undefeated until the ACC championship game. Notre Dame's only losses to Clemson. Clemson. At number one. No, you lost to number one Clemson. I don't care that they don't have At Trevor home. Lawrence. Even though it doesn't really mean much this year. And then you go to the ACC championship game and beat Clemson. The committee cannot keep them out. But then you kick out Clemson. Yeah, no, you wouldn't. So A one-loss Clemson team? Hey, remember, they brought out Ohio State with a two-loss into the but then you go four. back to what if Georgia wins out, and their only loss is to Alabama. You can't keep them out. If they, if, if they, Alabama if they, has one loss to to a Georgia team, you can't keep them out. It depends on what the score is, I believe. You can uh, like, of, what, of what, this what about week's the differentiation? If I I might have messed that up in points. So if like Clemson beats Notre Dame in this game, like forty-one nothing, like they did in the semifinal a couple years ago what if Notre Dame, Notre Dame wins done. like 10 10 nothing or 10 3 or like a 21 14 game you still think Notre Dame should be out considering that first game man I is it is it that type of thing you were talking well, here's about here's the Logan? thing because no no one else would have a win against Clemson this year no besides Notre Dame so, so that you, would be something Notre Dame could hang and be like, hey, we're the only ones that beat Clemson. Logan, who would you replace instead of having Notre Dame in there? Georgia. In your top four. I, I wouldn't, because Georgia's going to be a two-loss team. Yeah, so who okay. would you replace then? Well, Georgia's not in the, well, Georgia's I'm, at no, five. I'm, I'm saying, oh, Georgia's at five. But yeah. I'm just saying, who would you have your final four yeah, then but be? Here, here's, the, here's the thing. If, if Georgia's at five, guess what? They're going to have to play Alabama in the SEC Championship. They will lose that game as well. Yeah, they will. So they will be a two-loss team. So I'm just, I'm just saying. Guess who we're throwing in there? We're just gonna throw in a little Cincinnati action. Ooh. We'll we'll throw them in there. 
Still Cincinnati. Going? We'll see. We'll see. We we definitely have to get through through this game here for sure. We'll kind of go around the room here and go through these three games and see who we got. We'll start off with the Florida-Georgia matchup. Cash, who are you thinking? Well, first I got a weird stat for you. Since 2008, the team that's won has won three years in a row. Georgia has won the last three. So that means Florida's up this year, the win. Okay. So I'm picking Florida. All right. And Cash is our stats guy, so anything that you need to know stats-wise, he knows. Logan, who you got in the Florida-Georgia game? Uh, I got Florida. Uh, I like Kyle Trash. I think uh, he'll get it done for him. I don't even know who the quarterback for Georgia is at this point. Are they on the third one? Are they on the second one? Are they just going to keep flip-flopping? I don't know. That was kind of what I was going to bring up, too. I do like Florida in this matchup as well. Uh, I think the, the matchup of Trask and Kyle Pitts at tight end is too much for Georgia. Uh, you saw that offense for Alabama as the game went on be too much for them as well. I think the offense for Florida is too much for Georgia to hold on to. I think it's a close game by half. After halftime, Florida kind of starts to to pull away there. I think Florida takes this game. Brady? I mean, I'm also going to give you a good stat. The, the overall series between Georgia and Florida is 53-43-2. When both teams are ranked, they're both 11-11. But the last time Florida beat Georgia, when they were both ranked, was 2008. Which plays, plays a huge factor. But... Going back to last week, Georgia, I don't think, played a good game at all against Kentucky. That Kentucky team is not that great, and they only beat them 14-3. So, I'm picking Florida to upset Georgia. Okay. All right. Uh, next game, the biggest game probably in the college football year, I would, I would say. Clemson, ranked number one at number four, Notre Dame. Clemson obviously does not have their stud at quarterback, but they do have another stud in, and are and we still a little depleted on the defensive side. Do they still have those injuries on the defense, or are those guys coming back? I heard at least some of them are coming back. I didn't. I don't know exactly who, but I know. So it's not. Least... It's they're not going to be a fully healthy defense, but they're going to get some of their key starters back on on the defensive side of the ball. Going against that great Notre Dame defense and then also going against Ian Book, who's looked stellar this year. Well, I guess we'll start off. Brady, who who you got in, in that matchup? Well, I'm just going with Clemson. I mean, I just – I don't I know that Notre Dame pick against uh, Pitt a couple weeks ago. It's not a good one. But I still don't trust this Notre Dame team. I think even with a backup quarterback in DJ Ua Chilele, don't even know if I got that right. Nice, nice but, job. I sounded right. Yeah, I think so. But I, I, th- I think even as a true freshman, I think he's a better quarterback than Ian Book. So, and Travis Etienne, best, one of the best running back in the country. I'm going with Clemson. So this is kind of weird that they only played each other twice since 1995. And the first game was in 2015. Clemson won 24-22 at Notre Dame. And then Clemson won 30-3 at Clemson. So I'm going to go with Notre Dame based on the fact that Clemson doesn't have Trevor Lawrence and this is at home for Notre Dame. Fact check, that 2015 game was at Clemson and the uh, 130-3 was in was the, the playoff. They were the home team, but it was a neutral site game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, now I see that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I okay. I'm, uh, go, go ahead, ahead Logan. Sir. Go ahead. No, no, you, sir. You, Mitch, oh, go for it. Hey, I appreciate sir. you, man. You so, the entire year, I've been on Notre Dame's side, and I'm gonna go against my gut. I'm gonna take Clemson in this game. I just feel that the defense plays well for Clemson, forces Ian Book to look a little sloppy at times. They get a uh, big turnover late in the fourth. Clemson wins by a touchdown. Okay. I got uh, Notre Dame. All right. Well, I think this one's getting one with this offensive line of Notre Dame. They're all getting drafted. They're all 
studs. They're just going to blow um, these Clemson defenders off the line. I don't think they're going to rely on uh, Ian Book. I think they're going to run the dang ball and get it done. Uh, what do y'all think about this? Notre Dame wins. This is a hypothetical. Notre Dame wins the ACC championship, right, this year because they're in the ACC. Next year, they're like, I'm out of here. I'm back to independent. How funny would that be? Everyone for years and years is like playing a real conference. They do one year, win it, and they're like, one year, I'm out. win it, we're out. I just think that that's great. Let's move on here. Uh, we'll go to Michigan and Indiana. We'll see if Indiana is the real deal. Uh, we're at Indiana. Uh, Brady, what do you, what you got? I don't. I haven't really decided really on this one yet because Indiana, you can argue, could be one and one depending on how you look at it. Yeah. And Michigan, he was was out. It just depends on how you look at it. And then Michigan played a great game against Minnesota, who I, I didn't really think. Looked like to be the team that everyone expected them to be. Minnesota, again. yeah, they've been. Yeah, they're zero two, and then they get. Basically, I watched that game last week, and they basically got manhandled by Michigan State the entire game. And it's a rivalry game, though. Those games yes. are a little bit skewed. And coming Michigan State coming off that loss to Rutgers. Yeah, they had some rivalry game. They had a lot of fire to it. Yes, so I, I really don't know, but because it's a home game, I'm gonna take Indiana. Okay. All right. That's perfect. Segue perfect into this stat. Last time Indiana beat Michigan, 1987. Were were any of us alive in 1987? Nope. Considering I'm 13. Nope. Unless you're 33 years old. Unless you're 33 years old, you are not. You have not seen Indiana beat Michigan at football, and you will not see Indiana beat Michigan at football this year. Harbaugh has to prove that that Michigan State game was a fluke. They have better players. Michigan. Uh, I'm going Indiana, man. These teams both score 36.5 points per game, but Indiana gives up more points, more like a field goal. And... The one bad thing about Indiana, their third down conversion is 25%. That is terrible. So if Michigan can just hold them to make them convert on third down, Michigan has a chance. But I believe under Jim Harbaugh, Michigan has been nothing more than a choke artist. Any game that they should win, they don't. So I'm picking Indiana. All right. I got Indiana just because I don't, I don't trust the khakis. You know, it, it doesn't work. Get get some new pants, man. Uh, it's at Indiana. I love their defensive coordinator. Uh, I think he calls a really good game. So I, with that, I'm just going to take Indiana. Never, never trust Michigan in my life. Ever. Yeah. Eh, I get, I'll be the only one on in in the in the boat for this one that's totally fine with me i just feel like with the record that they've had against a team and and the kids know that you know and i'm sure that's extra motivation for the player the indiana players too like guys we, we haven't won this game head to head in 33 years like michigan for john harbaugh's sake michigan has to win this game if they lose, if they somewhat happen to lose this game, do you think Michigan moves fires on? him on the spot? I wouldn't say on the, spot, on the spot, but but listen, listen to the you games that they have coming up. Like the season, that contract's way too big, man. If they let him go, they're gonna be owing that money for a while. And considering the year, they're gonna wait till after the Ohio State game. Yeah, and then, then I was gonna say the Ohio State game ends the year. But listen to the remaining part of their That's schedule. So, the, so they're one and one <laughs> right now. Indiana, at Indiana, versus Wisconsin, if that game even happens. At yeah. Rutgers, not a joke this year. Versus Penn State, we'll see what Penn State team you get. 
versus Maryland. It really depends on what Maryland team you get. And then at Ohio State, you have two games there that you're probably projected to win by more than a touchdown, being the Rutgers and the Maryland game. Other than that, you lose. You have a three-win Michigan team. Harbaugh is out the door. The, the Michigan is a blue-blood college football program. They want excellence. They're done with mediocrity. Harbaugh, for this Indiana game, is playing for his job. Has to. He has to. So I, that, and that is why I feel that Michigan will win this game because Harbaugh is going to pull out all the stops. He has to win this game. Just think of the downfall of Harbaugh going from the 49ers, going to that Super Bowl, losing it, and after that, going 8-8, eight and eight, and then getting fired, going to Michigan, where you're supposed to be the, the next, next savior yes. of Michigan football. And that hasn't panned out at all. It's just been a big, huge disappointment. It has been. It really, really has been. We'll see a new coach for the first time in a long time in Michigan. Because when did he get hired at Michigan? Was it? Should be in around um, 2014. 2014, yeah. Around there. And speaking of firsts in a long time, how about firsts in ever? Shout out to Liberty. Cracking the top 25. First time ever in their football program. Granted, like cracking that bell. <laughs> okay, well, there we go, Cash. There we go. I like that. <laughs> they haven't played like their opponents have not been to the a standard of what people would like to see. Uh, you got Western Kentucky, FIU, North Alabama, Louisiana Monroe, Syracuse is their only really power five. And then they beat Southern Miss. Now they play Virginia Tech this week. If if they can somehow get past a Virginia Tech team who's not terrible, four and two, and they're fifth in the ACC, if they get past them, I I see this being a legit year for for Liberty. They're after after that they play Western Carolina, NC State, Massachusetts, and Coastal Carolina. That will be a good game too at the end of the the year because Coastal Carolina, I mean, they were only a th- four-point favorite in their last game, won 51 nothing, And they're ranked in, in the, I think, the top 20, I think, at 15. They're 15. 15, so they'll be, that'll be a great matchup looking at the end of the year for for that game as well. I just, just huge shout-out for, for Liberty for cracking the top 25. Not not to be a Debbie Downey here, but Liberty's opponents they face this year are combined 4-28. and 28. So yeah. and that's what and then, uh, that's what I was kind of saying. Too, I don't know is, if you can count them really as legit yet. They gotta they gotta play they gotta play somebody decent like like that's like that Coastal Carolina team that they have coming up at the end of the end of the year. If they can beat them, then I'll consider them. Yeah, you'd a have two bit. wins against two Power Five teams in Virginia Tech and who is that? I can't remember. I just said it. Syracuse. NC State and oh three. Excuse me. Yeah, they did beat Syracuse as well. And and then you'd have that Coastal Carolina win. If they were to go undefeated, that's that's a legit independent team. Yeah, but they're not even coming close to the top ten in the. Oh no, the no, no, no 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 no! I'm not gonna, I'm not saying that. But the, they would be in the top twenty five for the rest of the year, and they would get a pretty good bowl game. Now, would they probably play a big powerhouse that would probably rock them? Maybe, but I mean, crazier things have happened. Very true. Yeah, but I want it to be end of the season before I want to believe it before I can see it. That's yeah, that's very true. Because Liberty, you wanna, you wanna, you wanna flip some things around. Yeah. Like, hey, hey. Before... He gets right, one thing wrong a podcast, man. You just gotta let it, let it be, let it be. You know, I ain't gonna do. I get be more than. Hey, I get things more than one thing wrong on a podcast. I'm just I'm more than one, out, man. Dude, I'm trying to help you out. We know. We know. <laughs> Way more than one. It's and usually with names. So. We have <laughs> another conference joining this week, the Pac-12. Playing some football again. We'll see how that goes. I think Oregon has the best shot of taking the Pac-12 as they do almost every year. Let's let's just wait and see how Oregon kind of figures it out without Justin Herbert. They were they even had he, that he bad was a year. four-year starter. Yeah, but they had that one bad year of Herbert too that they didn't do. Too it's well. definitely going to be like a Oregon always gets. I mean, you know, either they have it. They're huge attraction because they play in the Pac-12. They the have only the only real relevant team. They have well, Stanford honest. has been relevant before. Before with their Christian Andrew Luck. years and the Andrew Luck, but that 
But since then, I don't think they've had a winning season. No, and then you have um, Arizona, Arizona State. State. They're they're up and coming. Is that with Herm Edwards? Yeah. Yes. The thing Ari- is, is is Arizona. Oregon this year with their limited schedule, they don't play Arizona State. Wow. So the potential Pac-12 matchup would be huge. Their only their games are they open this week at Stanford. They play at Washington State, which without Leach, we'll see how they do. UCLA, Oregon State, Cal, and Washington. That's all winnable games for sure. I I believe all winnable games. And then if you were talking about, but but really with how late they started their season, let's be honest, there's not going to be a Pac-12 team in the college football. Oh no no no! no, no. I wasn't talking. I I I know you weren't, but they only play six games or five. I think each team has six games. No matter what, though, it's at least. Nice for the players; they can have some open season for the at least for those seniors. Yeah, but well, yeah, you gotta get some film out. Yeah, so yeah, I, I realize you wanna you like the seniors, like yes, you want them to play, but really, what are you playing for in college? You're, you're playing to better yourself for the draft, or you're trying to compete for a national championship. And with only six games, no way. Well, you're not like that, that, but only not like that. But Pac-12 wants to make money. True. These schools need to get their names out for recruits. Some of them, because Oregon will always be there. Stanford will always be there. USC probably. Yeah, you and USC. But those, that's, but that's those other ones, like Oregon, USC's ranked in Oregon the top State, 20. Arizona, those lower end ones are the ones that want to get there. But some people just like to play college football for those rivalry games and for their own championship games in their divisions, like the Pac-12 championship game. They want to win that. Yeah, but honestly, the only people watching Pac-12 games are people on the West Coast. Yeah, but I'm talking about from a player perspective. I'm not talking about from a fan perspective. I know, but I'm just saying you, you can't get much money when nobody's watching. You can when the even if no one's watching, Fox and all these channel providers are that paying you to to come though, and I think that's the main part. Well, and here's the thing too. So maybe. The, the reason the Pac-12 and the Big Ten started off is because they don't want to see basketball go away. Now think about a Pac-12 perspective on basketball or a Big Ten perspective on basketball. You you have to start up something to be like, hey, no, you know, we can deal with the COVID thing. We can we can have games. We can have some fans or, or no fans. But we want it for basketball. There's a handful of teams in the Pac-12 and a handful of teams in the Big Ten this year that think that they have a legit shot at making, you know, an Elite Eight, a Final Four team, or a Final Four, where you have to have a sport be played before that to show the NCAA that, hey, you know, we can follow regulations and guidelines. Don't let us cut out basketball right away, too. And I think mm-hmm. that's kind of – that's probably a, a bigger step that the universities in the Pac-12 are doing themselves to ensure that they have more than just one sport this year. Yeah. You gotta get that money. Oh, yeah. Colleges, man. They need that money. Money, money, money. Yeah. I'm also going upset of the year. Kansas beating Oklahoma. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Spencer Rattler, though, uh after his first their first two losses, Oklahoma's kind of turned it around. Now, if Iowa State or Kansas State, which I believe Kansas State will, without their starting quarterback, drops a, a game or two. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Big 12 championship game, and that'll be a great one. Because Oklahoma still has to play Oklahoma State in the year. They play after this week. Well, act, they have a bye. So they play Kansas, have a bye, then they play Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State wins that game or loses that game. If Oklahoma State loses, I mean, they could. Oklahoma State has a chance of not even making the Big 10. Or the Big 10, the Big 12 championship game. I think how Oklahoma's looking right now, I'll take Oklahoma State right now. But Oklahoma State just lost to Texas. Yeah, but you put you put up and, and, and we're and we're not we're not going to even put Sam Ellinger and Spencer Rattler in the same category. Yeah, that's not even close. I'm just saying, right now I'm taking Oklahoma State. If it weren't for Kansas being in this conference, I would put Sam Ellinger at the bottom of bottom of the list of quarterbacks in the Big Twelve. He's okay. He's good enough to play Saturday. He's not good enough to play Sunday. He's good enough to play Saturday in a different conference. 
I, I just I just don't. I don't see him as a Big 12 quarterback. I don't see him as a Power 5 quarterback is what I'm saying. I don't know. He's As much as I hate on the kid, he's not bad at all. He averages right around 240 yards a game with three touchdowns and not even a pick. He's a more physical runner. He had against the in the Oklahoma game. He had 112 yards rushing. Like well, I Oklahoma understand was, Oklahoma doesn't play defense, but I mean, he's who not really does in the Big Twelve. Yeah, that's very true. Not a lot of teams. So I mean, I I can get what you're saying because you're you're a horns down guy, as am I, as is Logan. I don't know, Cash. You you might be horns up, horns down. Doesn't matter, but. I, I think that this the Big 12 this year is so even as opposed to the Big 10 where it's Oklahoma or it's Ohio State's race to lose. And in in the SEC, well, the SEC is closer than... SEC is closer than normal, but it's Alabama's to lose. Yes, it is Alabama's to lose. Because, and, because LSU was definitely not the team that they were last year. No, but you still got Texas A&M who's good. You have Florida, Florida, Georgia, Georgia, Auburn's kind of there, but kind of not. Auburn with Bone, and and here's the thing: so Sam Ellinger and Bonex are the same person. Oh, you they coin, almost you, look like twins, you which co- is crazy. You coin flip it, and if you have a good game, but you're you want Bonex or Sam Ellinger to lead your team. You have a bad game, you're like, oh my gosh, why didn't we put the backup in? <laughs> Very true. Very true. Very harsh. Well, it's, no, but it's, it's true. true. If you've looked at their games, though, they're they're identical. On that slate, where if Sam Ellinger or Bonix have a bad game, it's ugly. It, it's very. The ugly. I've seen time. some of Bonix's ugly games. But if Bonix plays a good game, his game against Oregon last year, last year, would have been yes. Right. Or or LSU last. Yeah, they Saturday. he pl- he played well. He has to, and for those teams to do good, those quarterbacks have to play well. If they don't, it's. Ugly. Down the toilet. Yes. <laughs> Logan, do you have anything to add for any of this, this this college discussion? I know you're still sitting on your Patty Mahomes MVP, but do you have anything to add for the, the college ranks? Uh, Well, then I'll, I'll go with, uh, if we're sticking with MVP and things like that, we're going to, uh, why, why can't we uh, get uh, Brees Hall? Any I was just about. thinking that. Thank you. you. Give him some Heisman love. Heisman. For I mean, sure. Come on. Dude's I mean, second in yards. I think he's fourth in touchdowns. Yards per play, he's sixth. Come on. Two back-to-back 185-yard rushing games as well. And I think the, the reason, and some would say like Cash says, well, he's not playing for a huge Power 5 favorite. Do you know who number six in the Heisman vote is right now? No, no. Brock Purdy, his quarterback. So his quarterback is ranked higher. Who has had a in which, like you, you said, has had I've a, alluded to. Yeah, has, has had not a, been consistent. A well, lackluster got, year. Not hasn't been that great. He's been good. He's had some good games, and he's and he's. But Brees Hall has been consistent all year. He hasn't had a game where he hasn't rushed over 100 yards. But you also have to remember the Heisman is a popularity contest, and every year. Like I, you can't mean like remember in the last been in the two, top three of the last two years. What now? Trevor Lawrence, I don't think has been in New York, quote unquote, for a Heisman. But ever since he's been at Clemson, it's been a quarterback though all the time. There's been like in the in two thousands, like a, I think a running back done it twice. Like people's fascination with quarterbacks is like they are the ones that make you win or lose, so they deserve the Heisman. That's the whole thing. It is, and the committee's going to pick a quarterback every time right now, unless uh, Bryce Hall rushes for like 3,000 yards and 30 touchdowns. You're not going to get a running back. Yeah, and I I mean... has ran for that almost. But... Okay. I agree. Well, the last time... Well, okay. Chubba Hubbard's on that list. He's nine, I think. Yeah. And Bryce Hall has been... I'm sorry. Bryce Hall has... I know I'm biased a little bit, but Bryce Hall has been better this year than Chubba Hubbard. And I, I'm pretty sure Najee Harris is on that list from Alabama. He's had one chip one team. fantastic game against an old Miss team who they put 68 points on. 
but he's a power five team so so is iowa state no they're not like the main five like well you're saying power five then. well okay iowa State's the, the main team. five teams that usually the heisman goes to okay they, so kind of to put into cash's perspective the last time an iowa state running back was in heisman voting was in 96 troy davis very and mo- he should have won yes most prestigious running back in iowa state history goes in front of and in my opinion in front of david montgomery and Brees hall his his stats he lost to danny werfel from florida florida big blue blood college you did played quarterback he was a senior year he rushed his stats are actually insane i i can't I'm, I'm, Ridiculous. He, he rushed for 2185 yards with a 5.4 average which is high tote and 21 touchdowns the quarterback threw for 3625 yards pretty impressive 39 touchdowns also pretty impressive but 13 interceptions and he won the majority and he won the majority of the first place votes by a hundred that sounds to me i know this is kind of off topic but that sounds to me like when Carmelo Anthony won every single Rookie of the Month and still lost the Rookie of the Year. Yeah, well, because as Cash alluded to, it's a popularity contest, and it really is. Which it's, is sad. It's who can be more flashy, and it's not who puts up the consistent, impressive numbers day in and day out. It's if you play for a huge Power 5 conference team, and if you're flashy enough to because, catch the eye of the committee. And that's what get, it is every they'll year. They'll get more views. They'll get more people adding at them on social media. It's all up to that. Like, they get the most eyes on them. So, of course, they're going to get the most votes for Heismans. You're not going to say Iowa State is on all across the country, but you can find Alabama, Ohio State on every TV across the country. Yep, any Buffalo Wild Wings you walk into, any sports bar you walk into, that game's going to be on. You would have to ask a server to turn your Iowa State game on, and that'll be the reason why Brees Hall... Well, he, he might be... In a suit that that day for the award ceremony, he might be top three, top four, but he's not going to win it. If he gets, um, he won't get enough respect to be in the top he, three or top four. If he gets top three, it's going to be because he has twenty four hundred yards and at least fifteen touchdowns. Doesn't he have he almost is, fifteen right now? He is very close sure to that right now. Uh, if he gets, but I, I definitely he, he would have to have a, a an insanely stellar year. He'd have to keep doing what he's doing right now, if not more. It's more Brees Hall right now, one hundred thirty four. Rushes for 901 and 11 touchdowns. He averages 6.7 yards a carry. So if he can get that 11 touchdowns to 20 and he gets that 900 yards, like more than double it, then he will have a conversation to be in at least the top five. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. A lot of a lot of different talk. I mean, the, the year still has – there's still a lot of games to go. So we'll see how everything pans out. We've only been able to look at – some quarterbacks like in the Big Ten, the Big Ten for two games, so we can't get ahead of ourselves there. Where we've had a, a bigger body of work from Brees Hall from for the the six games that they played. So we'll see at the end of the year where all these stats match up, and that'll definitely be a talking point in a later episode as well too. Uh, kind of closing out. Do any of you guys have anything to add? We'll definitely have more hot takes. I know I have a hot take coming up on Saturday following this Clemson Notre Dame game that I've been itching at. Uh, I can't wait to say it. So I'm definitely waiting for that. But anything you have to, to add Logan? No, sir. All right. Well, with that being said, I think we're going to end this podcast. We thank you again for listening. We'll be back next time. Bryce will be off load management. We'll have all five of us here. And until next time, Keep the sports talk going.